Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through Review 554. Today we're going to take a look at Amun Ray. Now this is a old game that is now being reprinted by Tasty Mentral Games. It's got new updated art and components and all kinds of good stuff. This is a three to five player, mostly an auction game. There's some other mechanics in there as well, but it's mostly about these auctions that are sort of like uh, Vegas Showdown or Spiker Stott and a couple other of those types of games where you're sort of bidding with the little markers and then outbidding with other markers and then jumping around uh, in different uh, plots of land in this case to try to win those lands and then also uh, build pyramids and put farmers there and there's also some different special ability cards uh, like that so uh, this is definitely a classic game that is finally getting uh, reprinted and getting the correct treatment in my estimation a little spoiler but uh, let's jump into how the game actually works and then I will tell you what I think of it okay you can see just about everything that you get in the game first thing to note of course is this big board here you got the Nile run it river running down through here different plots of land, Thieves, Memphis, and so on. So players are going to be trying to bid and control these different plots of land and possibly uh, build out some of these pyramid tokens here. And But you are going to lose control of those lands because it's basically a two-part game. So at the beginning of the game, you're going to be kind of auctioning off these plots of land, developing them a little bit, and then wiping out most everything except for any stones or pyramids that are out there and then re-auctioning those same plots of land but anybody can go in and get them so what you're going to do is you have this deck of cards here you can see here is abu and abu is up there so what we'll do is we're going to flip over cards equal to the number of players so in a three-player game we'll flip over this one there's buto right down here and then Abidos, which is right here. So this is a three-player game. And we're going to do that three times. So we're going to do three more cards again. So we'll auction those off and then three more and we'll auction these off. The rest of these cards we won't use in the game. So once we go through and develop all those, then we're going to shuffle up all these cards back up, auction them off again, but now there's goodies on there. So how does it actually work? The players have in their color these little pawns and then this little cube here is for keeping track of their score on the board. They're also going to have a hand of cards to start the game. And everybody starts the game with the same hand of cards. You can see some of these are money. So we've got 10, 5, 2, 2, and 1. And then you have this sort of thief card here, which I'll explain in a minute, and this kind of cheaper pyramid builder thingy. So. What we're going to do though is we're going to look at the amount of money. Everybody's got 20 bucks to start with. And then you're going to figure out which plot of land you want to try to win. And you're going to put one of your pawns out on it. So let's say we wanted to try to win a beta. So we're going to say, you know what? I'm going to try to beat a cheapskate. I'm going to try to get it in here for $0 for free. Well, white wants none of that. So white's going to come in here and say, you know what? I'm going to up you to three. And so now white is currently winning. Now say blue, you know what? You guys are too spendy for me. So I'm going to go over here. I'm going to try to sneak into a boo, and just for safety's sake, I'm going to put myself at a buck there. Well, now the play is going to go back to red. Now, since red is outbid, they have to take this pawn and they have to move it to another spot. So what they could do is move it over here to Buto, and they could snag that for free. So that will end the auction because once each card out there is has a sole player on it, that's it. The auction's over. So if they weren't real sure about a Buto, or Buto, they can instead consider moving over here to a boo and said okay you know what I'm willing to spend three on that and the blue says you know what six is too much for my blood I'd have to spend six here or six down here as well so I'm gonna jump over here and get a boo two for free so players at that time will have to put money into these different money stacks here and then get any change they might need out of it 
So what makes these different pieces of land more or less valuable? Well, I'm going to talk about that, but one thing to notice is some of the spaces like Abidos here and then Butu here, so if you see anything here in these brown spaces with this little brown background, you'll get that reward immediately. So in this case, you get a stone. In this case, you get an action card and 12 bucks and so on. Now there's other icons here, uh, these cards here, and then also these uh, farm plots here and so on that we'll take a look at here. But after you go through the auction phase, then each player in turn order is going to go through what's called a purchasing phase. So up here next to all the stones and pyramid things, you will see this little track here. And you're going to purchase cards and then farmers and then possibly stones in that order. So you have to decide how many cards do I want to purchase. If I wanted to purchase three cards, I'd have to pay six bucks. If I wanted to purchase one card, I'd pay one buck. So it's kind of scalingly more expensive as you buy more. So if you want just one more card, it's going to cost you four extra bucks here. Uh, if you wanted to buy four cards for 10 bucks. So you're going to buy a certain amount of action cards. Okay, let's say you buy one action card, spend a buck. Now you're going to buy a certain amount of farmers. Again, you're going to reevaluate this. Maybe I want three farmers. I'll spend six bucks. And then you're going to buy stone, which can then possibly get immediately converted into a pyramid. So let's take a look at the action cards first. Now down here, we've got a stack of action cards. And I showed you two that the players actually start with already. Uh, but let's just kind of sift through these a little bit here. So there's a couple different things here. So some of these are going to be uh, scoring bonuses. You're going to have a scoring at the end of kind of the first three rounds and then a final scoring. So you might be able to play these here. Uh, this one will give you bonus income. So you're going to get income for farmers. This will give you a little bonus to that. Uh, let's see. This one is one that players start with. Now normally pyramids cost three stones uh, to, to construct. But if you play this card at that time, then you can construct one for two. Everybody starts with one of those. Uh, this one here allows you to uh, not be outbid on the next space. So here, if you were placed here, for example, the player can't outbid you. They've got to go up two spaces to outbid you. Uh, this allows you to change bidding in a, uh, there's kind of like an offering round. I'll explain that when we get to there. Uh, some other bonuses. This one allows you to actually, instead of moving to another card, you can just outbid on the same card because normally you can't do that. Uh, extra farmers. This one gives you extra money in a different way. Uh, There's all these. So the game comes with like a little uh, legend at the back of the, the rule sheet there. Uh, there's not that many different cards. You can see them all there, uh, but you can go there and get these action cards here. Now, when you get farmers, you're going to take these out and you're going to put these on plots of land that you control. So you, you can see this spot here has got you three spots. So you can have up to three farmers here, and this is going to affect your income uh, every round and possibly uh, scoring bonuses at the end of the game based on which cards you draw. And there are some cards that allow you to kind of break the rule here and put extra farms out. Uh, even if you don't have spots for them. Now just real quick, another piece of income can come from these camel spaces. So if you own this land, you want to keep an eye out for spaces that have camels on them as well. But I'll talk about that more when we get to the income phase. Now the last thing you're going to buy are stones. And as I said, normally, when you, as soon as you have three stones on a spot, you're just going to sort of transform those into a pyramid. And so there you go. So pyramids are going to score you points. And you're trying to get basically the most pyramids on the board in a variety of different ways. You want them, you want to have a spot that has a ton of pyramids. You want to have sort of spread the pyramids across. Uh, based on some of the bonus cards, you might want pyramids either next to the Nile or away from the Nile or on one side of the Nile or on both sides of the Nile. Or you can see these icons here. See these two, uh, this little green one there. And then there's another icon over here down here. And so based on the kind of the scoring cards that you get, 
it might dictate which of these plots is more of interest to you because you may have a scoring card that gives you a bonus for having plots in this sector here or so on. Now, if you ever get enough pieces for a second pyramid, you can just take this off of here and then put this little doodad there that's got like, that counts as two pyramids. And if you get three and so on, you can add those. Now, after the purchasing phase, you're gonna go and give offerings to Amon Ray. Now, each player is gonna take one or more cards and kind of hide however many they did and kind of put them on their hand there. And then you're gonna reveal them. So in this case, I maybe contributed three bucks. But everybody has this thief card and you could just play this one. This is gonna allow you to take $3 from the bank, but it also decreases the total amount by three as well. So if there was a total of, let's say $5 between two other players, and then I put in the $3, the total offering then is two bucks. Now I don't take this money from the other players, I take this from the bank and the other players lose this money, it goes to the bank. But you're gonna then look at the total offered and you're gonna find these four tiles here and these are off to the side of the board. Then we're gonna take a look at these tiles and so if it's two or less, then we're gonna put this tile here in the spot to denote how much it was offered. Uh, if we had a lot, we, if we had 23 or more, we would put this one out here. Now what this is gonna signify, let's say it was, for example, this one. Now, let's say $5 was contributed total. Then every farmer is gonna give you two bucks. So this is where you want the farmers to come in. And you can see some of these spots actually have farmers printed on them. Uh, so you're gonna get two bucks for those. Now if there's a camel pictured here, any spots that have camels, and that's only when the offering is really low. You see these two low ones have camels. These do not. Any spots that have camels are gonna give you that camel income. Uh, some spots have just a dollar amount printed that's considered like a gold mine. So you're just gonna get that every time. And then at the end of the third round, you're gonna get, you're gonna score. And then at that point, you're gonna shuffle up all these cards back in. You're gonna re-auction. Everything is gonna get cleared off of here. All of the farmers are gonna get cleared off of here. Uh, the only thing that's gonna remain are the pyramids and then possibly any stones that they have. And you're gonna go three more rounds again, and then you're gonna score again. So how do you score at the end of the third and the sixth round? Well, the first thing you're gonna do is you're gonna score these temples. So if your space has temples on it, you're gonna look at whatever that offering was for that third or sixth round, you're gonna get that many points per temple. So this would be worth four extra points. So that's gonna kind of change up the offering a little bit at those final rounds. You're going to get one victory point per pyramid in the space that you have, so this would be worth three points. You're also going to get three victory points for the space where you have the least amount of pyramids. So if I had a space with three pyramids, another space with one pyramid, and then a third space with no pyramids, I would get zero points because my space that I have with the least is zero. But let's say I had a space with three, and then maybe these two other spaces over here, you know, each of them had one pyramid. Then you're gonna get three points because it's three points times whatever your smallest space is. Then you're gonna look at the sides of the Nile here, and you're gonna total up who has the most pyramids on each side. If you have the most pyramids on a, on a side, you're gonna get uh, five points. So usually that's two different players. One person gets five for here, the other gets five for the top. Now tiebreakers in that case are gonna be stones. You might have some extra stones laying around that will break the tie. And then you're gonna take a look at uh, these here. You're gonna get different bonuses here. This one is if you have either all of your provinces are not next to the Nile or all of your provinces are next to the Nile. So that you're gonna keep that in mind. And there's just a variety of these. This one will give you three points if you have nine farmers and so on. So you hang on to these and play these during a scoring round. Now, there is one scoring difference at the end of the game after you score all the stuff like I just said. The player with the most money is going to get uh, six points, second most is four, and so on. And you're gonna add up all those points here on the track 
and the player with the most points is the winner. So that is Amon Ray. Now this is a game that I played some time ago and it didn't really strike me as a game that I really, really liked or anything. Uh, it does remind me of a similar game which hit me with a different effect called Goa, which I didn't really like, but they brought back into print a few years ago. And I've had a chance to play that one recently as well. And, uh, or relatively recently anyway, and I really like that one too now. Uh, this is a different kind of beast here. So I think you gotta give this one a couple of plays. A, because it's an auction game, it's really hard to kind of know you know, what stuff's worth and everything. And B, because of that whole two-step process, because you have that first sort of three rounds of auctions and there's nothing on the board. Uh, so you're like, okay, well, what's important? Well, you wanna get some spots there that allow you to get some kind of income and get some kind of points out of the system and also allow you to uh, purchase cards. And one thing I just remembered, I forgot to tell you, is the spots on the board that have the cards depicted show you the maximum amount of cards you can buy. So there's one spot that has four cards. So if you own that spot, you can buy up to four. And that's very important because you wanna kind of dig into those cards early so you can give yourself some kind of direction, some idea of what the different more profitable uh, you know, types of lands can be. Uh, and so you're maxed up whatever your max area is there. Uh, so that's very important because you're not gonna score a ton of points at the beginning of the game, let's say I'm, I'm just kind of ballparking it. Maybe you score 15 points at most, you know, in the first round. I'm not saying that's the most you would ever score, but let's ballpark it. 15 there, and then in that, that last round, you might score another, I don't know, 40 points. So that is going to be, you know, that kind of dynamic is really interesting because you have this whole like, okay, I'm going to build up all this stuff, but then I may be handing it over to Billy in the second half of the game, and I've built this great spot with three pyramids or something, and somebody else just takes it from me, and that's going to help them score bonuses and, you know, majority bonuses and all that kind of stuff. So that dynamic is really, really interesting. Um, and so I think, again, that kind of layer and on, that, that takes a player or two to kind of really grasp your head around. And the other thing that really acts as a very interesting sort of like, uh, I want to call it a brain burner, but it's not like a complexity type of thing. It's just like you have to really kind of maybe almost it's almost like silent negotiation this part where you do the offering, because if you look at who's got who's on the board where you're like, OK, well, Billy has all the camel spaces. You know, he's going to take the auction because he wants the auction or the uh, offering because he wants the offering low so he can get all that cool camel bonus. But if we pump it up, you know, we've got some farmers. Uh, you know, that'll generate a lot more uh, income from us. And maybe the amount of money we put in is sort of negated by the amount we're going to get back from the farmers. And then especially at the scoring round, because the offering is going to be sort of correlate directly to the amount of points the temple spaces are worth. But like, okay, I've got a lot of farmers, which is going to give me money, but Francesca has a lot of temples. So she's going to get a lot of points. So like, how much do I put in there? So it's this whole thing of, uh, you know, kind of this diminishing weird, drain on the economy. That's a very interesting kind of part of the game. So I definitely recommend the game. Uh, the new components, everything are definitely an upgrade from uh, the previous one. And uh, the board's nice and thick and sturdy and the card artwork is fine and everything. And the board does look kind of plain when you set it out, but once you get a bunch of stones and farmers and stuff on there, it looks a little bit more interesting. Uh, but I definitely recommend this game. It does play um, pretty quick. I think the box is 90 minutes or something. Let's see. Yeah, 90 minutes. I would say that's about what it would take. I will say with player count, 
my experience is this is better as a four or five player game. It just, you have more interesting, you know, moments with the offering and the bidding, and there's a little bit more money flowing around. So it's a little bit more dynamic that way. With three players, the game's a little bit tighter. You can be a little bit more finicky, but again, that's really gonna depend on how the players are sort of valuing things. Um, so I say after a couple of plays though, I think the more player count, the four and the five player game is definitely the richer you know, game experience. You've got to really be considerate. And it gives you a little bit of room to kind of push your luck a little bit in terms of like how much money you spend or or what you buy and what you go after and stuff. So uh, I definitely recommend this one. I think it's coming out now or it'll be out real soon. Uh, so definitely take a look at it. Thanks.